0: Welcome to the Dulce Candy Podcast, your go-to destination for self-love, high-vibe, living, and personal development. I am Dulce Candy, your host, war veteran, published author, meditation teacher, and content creator here to guide you on a journey of transformation and growth. Through enlightening conversations, practical strategies, and inspiring stories, we'll delve into mindfulness, spirituality, and the art of living a high vibe life. Each week, we'll explore the tools to manifest love, abundance, and positivity in all aspects of life. So sit back, tune in, and get ready to elevate your soul as we embark on this beautiful and transformative journey together. Welcome to the Dulce Candy Podcast. Welcome back to the Dulce Candy Podcast. Today, we have a very special Veterans Day episode, and I have a special guest, the one and only, my husband, Jesse. And today, we are very excited to share insights and any knowledge and advice that we can share with the audience. Um, because we are both um, veterans and we have learned a lot and there's some valuable insights that we have coming up.
1: Thank you for having me on the episode. I agreed to come on to the episode because it's Veterans Day, so I'm sure a lot of people are going to get some benefit from the information that I'm going to give out.
0: And if you have any veteran in your family, send them this episode, especially if they want to, you know, any assistance in increasing their benefits, which is Um, Something that Jesse has a lot of um, knowledge on also. So what branch did you serve and how long? And what was your rank?
1: I did five years active duty. I did two deployments to Iraq. Almost two years on the reserves to finish off my eight-year commitment. So I don't get called back to deploy again. Can
0: you get drafted? No,
1: I'm not able to get drafted anymore because I completed my eight-year term already. Mm, Even though I only did almost six six and a half years and usually at least in the army the way it works is you sign up for four years and you have uh, another four years where they can call you back if they need you but since I signed up for the reserves for about two years I was able to cut my time in half Mm, which worked out to my benefit because like you and I know we wanted to Start a family, and we didn't want to be separated. So yes, yeah, that was a great decision on our part.
0: Yes, um, I, you know, also joined the U.S. Army. A lot of people know. I talk about it all the time. Um, I also got out as an E5, which is a sergeant, which is really great. And I did five years in the army, three active duty, and then two in the reserves here in L.A. and you know, I got a nice little bonus, and um, I also got promoted in the reserve, so it worked out.
1: You're lucky; you got a bonus. I, didn't I did. Get any I got a bonus. bonus every
0: single time joining. I got ten thousand, and then just for joining, I got a ten thousand dollar bonus. I didn't even think about that, and then um, yeah, for joining the reserves, I also got ten thousand.
1: Yeah, I remember the ten thousand dollar bonus for the joining like, the nice. reserves. It was nice.
0: I'm sure. I mean, I, now I wonder what qualifies a soldier to receive that bonus. Or is it just, you know, something that the recruiter or the person, you know, working your paperwork is up to their discretion if they want to give it to you or not, you know?
1: Yeah, I'm sure it had a lot to do with the recruiter. I'm assuming that probably if the least amount of money they give for bonuses, the more probably that the recruiters get for themselves. Maybe, I don't know. Speculation. Can you tell the audience why you joined? I joined when I was 19 because college wasn't for me. Right after high school, I... To community college out in Cerritos, and unfortunately, it, I wasn't passionate about it. I was just trying to work already. And a recruiter called me, and I was like, What the hell? Didn't really see any other options at that time.
0: What did your family think?
1: I didn't tell them, unfortunately, till like a day or two Not before. Not even your mom. Not even my mom, and everybody was surprised. Yeah. I think it was like during a family barbecue <gasps> when it happened.
0: When, what do you mean? During when a family I, uh, barbecue, you left in the middle of the family barbecue?
1: I think it was a barbecue. It's been so long, but I had told my mom like a day or two before.
0: Oh, you did tell her. Oh, yeah. I thought she didn't know up until the moment you were literally le- leaving the house. How You were 19 years old. You joined the military. You're young. You didn't tell anybody. And were you looking for a fresh new start in life or... Like, what did you think the military would offer you?
1: At the moment, I just didn't know what I really wanted. I was selling drugs. My siblings were like in and out of prison. I I was just didn't know what to do. Um, I was making good money. I was in addition to working at KFC while in college. So you were making good money. I was just making good money. I feel that if I wouldn't have joined the military, I probably would have ended up in prison myself because the money was just steadily coming in on wow, a weekly basis no way. yeah when the recruiter called it was like god calling and yeah. i took advantage and i met you years later and here we are today
0: mm. fast forward 18 years we just celebrated 18 years or actually we're gonna go celebrate 18 years together yes so we're gonna go jesse's gonna take me somewhere Okay, so what advice would you give to someone thinking of joining the military? My dad has a friend in his mid-30s who's also, you know, wanting wanting to join the Army. And I've had young cousins, and I've known people, young people in my family um, that have also joined. So what would you say to a young man? And what would you say to Isaac if he said that he wanted to join? Just keeping it real.
1: They don't pay a lot, unfortunately. They pay the contractors that the military hires. A lot more. We've seen that firsthand when we were deployed. If you're going to make money, unfortunately, the military is not going to be the place for it. To make sure that it's what they want because it's a commitment. It's not a, you sign up and six weeks later, mm-hmm. nine months later, oh, I, I don't want to be here anymore. Because you're locked into a contract. Locked uh,
0: into a contract. Yep. Yeah. Locked. You.
1: Yeah, you basically sign your life over to the government and it's easy the military or at least the army for me and for I know for you it was pretty easy too um was it not
0: what do you mean easy I wouldn't say the that it's like the hardest training um I mean and I I also don't know what to compare it to like i don't you know i can compare it to the training from the marines you know that you know they get in the water they do or you know like the navy seals or something a lot more like up there but i feel like yeah the basic basic training just basic training it's not pleasant but it's not like
1: yeah it's it's not
0: hard you know what i mean yeah i wish it was more challenging To be honest with you, I wish it was more challenging. If Isaac came to you and said, hey, you know, dad, I want to join the Army, what would you tell him? Besides, you know, making, I think that's great advice that you just gave to anyone listening who is thinking about joining the Army, is thinking about the long-term commitment that you do have. Because I, I was not thinking about that. I was literally like 18 years old and I just signed my life away without even knowing what my MOS was. I had no idea what a power generator equipment repair was. Mm-hmm. I just kind of was looking for a way out of the life that I had. And I wanted to make my parents proud. And I knew that being in the army would be something that they would be proud of my entire family, especially because I was effing up as a teenager big time. So I wish I would have known that though, you know, like that really the maturity of It's a commitment that you are, you know, participating in.
1: If Isaac were to come to me, like now, he's uh, obviously 12 12 years old. And if he were to come and tell me that he wanted to join the military, I wouldn't prevent him from doing it because at the end of the day he's going to do what he wants. I don't want to hold him back from doing whatever he wants but I would just explain to him it's not just a one-year trial that you get to have. You have to do it for several several years.
0: I know that you are also very passionate about sharing with other veterans um, you know your contacts who has you know the people that have been helping you You know, increase your disability. And a lot of people don't want to go through the process of, you know, getting their rightfully owed disabilities because it's a process. So, just this weekend, we were at my disability appointment and we met another veteran who served in the 60s. And um, he was very grateful that you shared your contact. So, why is it important for you to share um, the information that has helped you? Increase your benefits.
1: Well, let me just start off by saying, if you're in the service at right now, make sure that you're going to the doctor if your back hurts, your knee hurts, because it's all documented. If you yeah. guys
0: are really interested in having someone help you um, with this process, we have someone that is incredible.
1: Yeah, he's amazing. He wor- He's a VSO. He works with all kinds of veterans. He's tell giving me so many stories, sad ones, and really happy ones and um he'll help you out Um, a lot of people don't want to go through the process of filling out the applications or anything like that we
0: know several soldiers who do not want to get there they don't want to go through the process when they could be like at a hundred you know because of the level like how their life is this morning i was also looking at the statistic of veterans rates and currently I believe it's at 17 veterans take their own life a day it's alarming you know shocking no but alarming and sad so you and I both you know that was one of the biggest challenges that we had in our life so can you give advice to any veteran listening to today's podcast that is suffering with PTSD and thoughts of ending their life what would you say to them
1: a lot of people like to criticize the VA, but they are there to help. They provide so many resources. I had no idea that they even offered nutritional resources until you told me that you had an appointment with the nutrition, with the dietitian. Mm -hmm. So that's amazing. Um, With education as well. So make sure that you're calling the VA and make sure that you're actually following through with those appointments, because if you don't, You're going to continue to suffer with the PTSD and it's just gonna be an uphill battle for you. Yeah. And the last thing you wanna do is do something that you you can reverse. Yeah, that you can't undo.
0: And you said something that was very important. Well, you said several things. Um, one, that the VA actually does help out their soldiers and they do get a lot of flack, but what I've seen and all the changes that have taken place in the VA is that they offer every service available that you can possibly need, you know, and I think we need to take advantage of that. And also regarding the PTSD action, you said you have to take action. Like you don't have to suffer and suffer every single day because for me, the changing moment for me was when I called the VA and I made an appointment and I walked in and I said, mentally i am not okay like it has gotten to the point where i don't want to be here anymore and that's when i got my psychiatrist and i started to see you know a dietitian and a chiropractor and i just was really focused on taking care of myself so taking action going into these appointments and taking care of yourself and knowing that if you're suffering you don't have to suffer for forever and this is not a, a sentence for the rest of your life and if you do suffer with depression And thoughts of you know ending your life you can overcome them because we both have we both have it's possible
1: so true so true um for years and years and years i loud noises were a trigger for me which would make me become irate and take it out on you on the kids or on isaac because aaron wasn't born Yeah. And And by
0: taking it out, he means just being in a bad mood, like just being grumpy, short temper, like not abusive at all. Yeah.
1: Yes, definitely. Um, And the silent treatment, Mm -hmm. you already know that's something that I would do constantly. There's there's
0: a lot of ways that people who are dealing with the, the type of thoughts and the things that you see and that you experience are not healthy for any human mind. And they happen at such a young age. You were eighteen, yeah, 18, 19 years old when these type of things were happening. So, and then you don't get offered any help, you know, right yeah. off. Like no, you don't really get talked. You don't really talk about these things because you want to be the strong soldier who can, you know, go to war and be strong enough and be a warrior. And you know, these things don't bother you. But it's so not natural for a human to go through the type of things that you see when you do get go to war and you went twice
1: yeah it's true that's true and very very happy that i got the services that i needed Mm -hmm. when i did because i walked around i feel like a zombie for years a triggered zombie for years where i was for the most part numb and didn't think to seek out any help. Fortunately, I decided to take action and called the VA and just let them know everything that I was feeling and just like you um they they try medication and right now I still see a therapist and it's been great because it's allowed me to talk about how I'm feeling and ways that I can overcome all those feelings
0: um if you guys want to know more about the man who's been helping both of us his name is alberto if you guys want his information when it comes to increasing your disability um you can send a message to jesse on instagram and i will link his account what's your instagram handle
1: the neck beard
0: the neck beard <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. so yeah definitely i can yeah i'll put you guys in contact with them i'll share his email and his phone number. More than likely, one of the assistants is going to answer because he's the one in charge, but everybody's great there. Even if he's not the one helping you directly, his team will go above and beyond to make sure you get your benefits increased because that's what they're there for. It's a nonprofit, and that's all they want to do is help veterans.
0: I also wanted you to just uh, quickly share about one of your Uh, passion projects that um, you really want to get off the ground. Maybe there's someone out there listening who might want to partner up with you, another veteran.
1: My passion project is creating affordable housing for veterans that are dealing with PTSD, homeless veterans that are dealing with PTSD. And the way I'm doing it is through real estate. I want to start creating enough passive income to create a nonprofit to be able to get this off the ground. To help those veterans like myself that suffer with PTSD, especially the ones that are homeless.
0: Yes. Oh, that's beautiful, babe. Oh, that's going to help out so much because the the homelessness rate is off the the roof with veterans also, you know. And that's the least that, you know, the world can do for people who serve this country and who risk their life, Um, especially because there's so many young people that join. And sometimes I don't even know what they're getting themselves into, you know, and they join, they got the fearlessness, you know, on full blast and they're just ready to defend their country. And so, yeah, we really got to take care of our vets for sure.
1: Yeah, it's true. So they
0: protect our country. They keep us safe here and we're so grateful for them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So thank you
0: to all the veterans.
1: Yes. Thank you. Thank you for all your service. Yeah. The ones serving right now, thank you as well. Yes. We appreciate everything you guys are doing because you guys are fighting for our freedom.
0: Yeah, and for our safety here. And if anything goes wrong here, you guys are the ones that are going to be on the front lines for all of us. So that's something that we can never take for granted. Definitely. Now we're going to go on to the next part of the show. And I am going to be doing just a little segment where I'll be sharing more um, advice that I would give to young women joining the military. So now I want to talk to my ladies, um, especially because I am coming at this from the perspective of young women joining the military now. And also from the perspective of advice that I would give my younger self, like things that I wish I knew as a young 18 year old. My recruiter told me that a lot of men were going to be going after me and chasing me and he's like yeah a lot of men are going to be into you and I was like what how like I don't believe that that's not going to happen because men were not pursuing me as you know an 18 year old like men were not like that interested in my youth like that, right? So I found that to be pretty shocking, especially because I had low self-esteem, low self-image, no self-love, so on and so forth. So I was like, how can anybody be interested in me? But come to find out, shockingly, the moment that I got into my unit after basic training in AIT, I was like the talk of the town. And so many men were pursuing me and giving me so much attention. And later I came to find out that there was actually a bet among certain men when I deployed to see who would be the first one to sleep with me. And I did have some some soldiers, um, sergeants who were interested in me, but because I met my husband, Jesse, in the army and I instantly feel like I fell in love with him and I started dating him pretty soon after I met him. He was kind of like the one, he was the one that I started you know, seeing and dating and we fell in love. And so after I was no longer on the market, the guys that were very nice to me before and I thought were my friends were very shitty with me. They treated me horribly. They treated me unfairly. And they weren't kind with me at all. Now, one thing is self-discipline. And, you know, there's a certain mentality, of course, when it comes to the military, right? I'm not expected to be treated with rose petals or anything like that. This was something completely different. I was treated differently because I was not interested in the men that treated me differently, that started treating me like less than and um, just very unkind. And I began to hate being in the army, and I feel like I would have reenlisted because I did love my time in the military, you know. But I would have reenlisted hadn't I hadn't I not been treated the way that I was, and they basically made my life a living hell. Is what it felt like. Um, I remember even at one point I didn't want to be on Earth. I was deployed, and they—it's just the way that I was treated. And so I know that had a lot to do with the fact that I didn't give him any attention. I didn't date anybody. I was with my husband, then boyfriend, and we were in a committed relationship. And it was very evident how from night and day they turned into complete assholes to me. And they weren't like that with the rest of my peers, the other soldiers who had the same rank as me. They weren't the same way. So I could vividly and very clearly see how I was treated different for being a woman. Even though a lot of the NCOs would make it a point to tell me that they were not going to treat me any different because I was a woman, but I was, and I was not expected to be treated different. I wanted to, I wanted to be treated just like the men, my fellow soldiers who had the same rank as me. I just wanted respect and I was not given, given the respect the energy and the environment of being a young soldier who's just so excited to leave home, you know, you meet all of these new people from all around the world and you're just so excited. You go to your job, you know, during the day and then after work or in the weekends, you're just so excited to go to the club or to go drinking or to meet up with your fellow soldiers and go to their barracks and just have a good time and Drinking is very prominent. Like getting blacked out drunk is very common, unfortunately. So I don't want you to do that. <laughs> I want you to be fully aware of where you are, what you're doing. And if you're going to drink, make sure that you're not drinking to the point that you don't know where you're at because you don't know who 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 these people are. You just met them. Uh, sexually transmitted illnesses are also very common and unfortunately, unfortunately, Um, I contracted several STIs during my time in the military. And that is something that I had to live with for the rest of my life. And so because of the STIs, I had damage to my fallopian tubes and I was not able to have a baby. And that's why I had to go through the IVF route to have my toddler now. So a lot of the choices that I made as a young woman who is very naive and gullible... Have plagued me up until this day today. And so I just want you to be so aware of that as a young woman. Value yourself, your worth, speak up about anything that makes you feel uncomfortable. You should not be made to feel uncomfortable. I'm not saying this is going to be an easy walk in the park because, again, you're joining the armed forces. And we love the discipline, we love the hard work, we love to push ourselves that doesn't mean that you get disrespected. Being disrespected, sexually harassed, made to feel uncomfortable are not part of what you're what you signed up for. Next, I want you to be very careful about who you surround yourself with. The moment that I joined, I had a wonderful E7 tell me that who I surround myself is going to reflect who the type of soldier that I become. And that is very true because you have different types of soldiers. You have soldiers who don't care and you have soldiers who are just looking to better themselves. Push the boundaries, set higher standards for themselves. They want to learn. They want to get promoted. They want to learn how to assemble and disassemble every US weapon. They want to learn and just grow and exceed their own, you know, s- scores when it comes to their PT. And they really are looking to be the best of the best. And they take their job as a soldier very, very seriously. And so think about, you know, Think about making sure that your friends are those type of friends because you don't want to be with the soldiers who mock the soldier who is striving for a better career or who is getting more respect from you know a higher ranking official because the other people don't want to put in the effort. So if I could go back in time, I would definitely focus a lot more on being more professional in every sense of the word. I would be more self-disciplined. I would make sure that I have the highest standards for myself and that I exceed my PT goals and I become like the best freaking soldier that I could possibly become. You know, that to me is like one of the regrets that I have is that I was so completely naive and gullible and immature and I wasted so much precious time being the best soldier and becoming a great soldier because I had no guidance or direction and that's my fault. Thank you all so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you guys found a little nugget of wisdom or information that you feel like it's going to be helpful and beneficial. Don't forget to rate the podcast five stars if you are enjoying it. It's really going to help with the growth of our show. And again, if you guys have any questions, Jesse and I are going to be here to answer your questions about the military. Uh, being a veteran and benefits or anything else that you want to know. So thank you all so much. Thank you for your service. We appreciate every single one of our servicemen and women. Have a blessed and beautiful day and we'll see you soon.